In the morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, thank God it's Friday, or whatever day you happen to be listening on, for every day is a blessing from the Lord. You're listening to St. Mark and Bemidji's podcast, a humble audio offering made with you in mind to help keep you in the Word of God. Today, we get to pop into another church services sermon and ponder the wonder steps of God's love. This meditation is titled Jubilate. And while I had a good idea of what the word probably meant, I had looked it up just to make sure. Jubilate derives its roots from a Latin word meaning to shout, jubilatus. In English, it takes on the connotation of shouting in exuberance, in joy. And if you didn't know any of this, don't feel bad. Dictionary.com lists this word as a post-college level word. So let's dive right in. The meditation is based on a reading from John chapter 16. And the pastor reads it right off the bat. From John chapter 16, we read again verses 16 to 22. In a little while, you are not going to see me anymore. And again, in a little while, you will see me, because I am going away to the Father. Therefore, some of his disciples asked one another, What does he mean when he tells us, In a little while, you are not going to see me, and again, in a little while, you will see me? and because I am going away to the Father. So they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he's saying. Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, are you trying to determine from one another what I meant by saying, in a little while you are not going to see me, and again in a little while you will see me? Amen, amen, I tell you. You will weep and wail, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. A woman giving birth has pain because her time has come. But when she has delivered the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of her joy that a person had been born into the world. So you also have sorrow now. But I will see you again. Your heart will rejoice. And no one will take away your joy from you. This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we pray. O Lord, these are your words, and they are true. Make us holy and strengthen us to face the trials of this world by the power of your truth and the glory of your resurrection. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, The last week of Jesus' life on earth, there was much confusion among his disciples. When Jesus was going up to Jerusalem that last time, the disciples were afraid the Jews were going to kill them, and they feared for their own lives too. In fact, Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let's go too, so that we may die with him. They knew the threat of the Jewish leader's hatred for Jesus, and the fear of those Jewish rulers that that Jesus' ministry would disrupt their uneasy relationship with the Roman overlords. And still the welcoming crowds on Palm Sunday had the disciples confident that with so many people supporting Jesus, his victory over their enemies was certainly well in hand. At the same time, the disciples were hearing some strange things from Jesus. 
The disciples had expected Jesus to assume control of Judah and reign with the power and majesty like King David. And then he kept telling them things that he would like like that he would soon die. Jesus even told them how he would suffer, the cruelty that would be inflicted upon him, and how his death would happen. Yet he also told them he would rise from the dead. But it was all incomprehensible to them because of their preconceived notion. Our sermon text is one of those exchanges that in the moment made no sense to Jesus' disciples. However, we thank God for it. Because just as those disciples would soon learn, we have every confidence because every prediction Jesus made would be fulfilled. And for us, that means that just like the disciples who had to be apart from Jesus for a short time, in a little while we will see him. With the benefit of hindsight, Jesus' statement makes perfect sense. In a little while you are not going to see me, and again in a little while you will see me, because I am going away to the Father. Today, knowing how that week worked out, we know that Jesus was here teaching the disciples exactly what lay ahead of him. Jesus wanted his followers to be prepared for the trauma of seeing him arrested, tried, convicted, executed, tortured, and buried in such unlikely and hasty fashion. He also intended that even as they mourned his suffering and death, that they be eagerly awaiting the glory of Easter morning. While Jesus knew the suffering and death he had been prepared and sent to undergo for us, he also knew that the Father would not have leave him decay in the grave. And so yes, the disciples would lose sight of Jesus for a few days, but that isn't the end of the story. And as we celebrated just a few days ago, Jesus lives. He has won an everlasting victory for you and me and all who believe. But in the moment of our sermon text, that wasn't yet understood by his disciples. And therefore, some of them asked one another, what does he mean when he tells us, in a little while you are not going to see me, and again in a little while you will see me, because I am going away to the Father. And so they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what, he's, what he was saying. Even though this was not the first time Jesus had taught what lay ahead of for him, confusion reigned and reigns still today when people don't expect, accept what the Lord says. One might well ask how this fits our times. Much of our world has little patience for what God's word clearly says. And therefore confusion reigns over, our, over much of our world. And you can see that daily in the news and the craziness that we see and hear reported from all over the world. We might also ask, does that confusion touch us? And the answer is that like every other sin, you and I are not immune. We too have our failings and weaknesses. We too may wonder and weep when things are, seem hard to understand. 
When we have to stand unexpectedly at a grave to say goodbye, we often find ourselves asking why. Why, Lord, do you take this one away from me? Or perhaps we don't like the laws, either old or new. Many times we won't like how the world treats Christian believers. We may well ask why God allows so much wickedness in this world. Why, Lord, don't you put a stop to those who oppose you and your people? Many would say that Jesus didn't have power over anyone when the soldiers came to arrest him. But they would be dead wrong. You see, our Lord was in control of every moment and everything that happened to him. Jesus showed that to his disciples in this text. He said to them, are you trying to determine from one another what I meant by saying, in a little while you are not going to see me, and again in a little while you will see me? Amen, amen, I tell you, you will, be, you will weep and wail, but the world will rejoice. You will become sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned to joy. Again, hindsight is our friend in this. The Jewish leaders, of course, celebrated to see Jesus dead and buried. And I'm sure the devil hoped that he had won victory over God's Son. The disciples were certainly shocked, and you can be sure they spent those next days weeping their eyes out for all the dreams they thought they lost. Jesus' followers hid from the world, worrying that Jewish or Roman authorities would soon come to arrest them because they had followed Jesus. But again, that is not the end of the story. What had Jesus previously told his closest disciples? The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. But three days after he is killed, he will rise. Already a thousand years before that, week, King David had prophesied, you will not let your favored ones see, see decay. Jesus himself had repeated those promises about his end several times. And still, none of that would matter if, if we didn't know what came after. But we do. Jesus rose from the dead triumphant, triumphant over everything that could separate us from God. And we are free from condemnation because Jesus lives. We don't have to imagine the relief the disciples felt when they learned of Jesus' resurrection from the dead. They lived it. Where once they huddled away in sorrow and fear, they spent their lives announcing to all that Jesus died for sinners like you and me, but that he rose from the dead victorious over sin, death, the devil, and the power of unbelieving men. And then immediately after being filled with the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, those disciples preached and baptized. They went out on the highways and byways of the world, some of them wrote down the history of all that Jesus has done to give us eternal life through the forgiveness of all our sins by the blood of Jesus shed on the cross. They faced angry mobs and cruel rulers defiantly refusing to be silenced so that people everywhere could hear about Jesus and live. So that in a little while we too will see him. Giving us a vivid description, Jesus said, A woman giving birth has pain 
because her time has come. But when she has delivered the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of her joy that a person has been born into the world. So you also have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Your heart will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy from you. That promise wasn't just for the twelve. Like those original disciples, you and I may well have pain and sorrow in this world. Sin, death, and temptation still trouble us on every side. The world may well hate and abuse us. Yet that is not the end of the story for those who believe in Jesus. A day is coming soon when we will with joy see Jesus face to face. Now I'm not pretending to tell you when Judgment Day will come. That is not for us to know. Nor am I telling anyone that his or her end is immediately near. Still none of us know how long the Lord will give us here on earth. And yet we do know that whether that be just a few more hours or a hundred years, our end is coming soon. However, for Jesus' disciples, including all of those still alive today, our end is joy at seeing our Savior again. For we will never again be without our Redeemer and Lord. As blood-bought souls brought to faith in Jesus by the work of the Holy Spirit, in the preaching of the gospel and the washing flood of baptism, we have been given forgiveness full and free. The gates of heaven have been opened to us. And right now we have Jesus' assurance, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Though we can't see Jesus physically, yet we have full confidence in our future because we know that he works all things together for the good of those who love God for those who are called according to his purpose. Because those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Jesus told his friends, I will see you again. Your heart will rejoice and no one will take, a, take your joy away from you. After a little while, the very little while of just a couple days, Jesus rose from the grave and numerous eyewitnesses saw him, spoke with him, touched his pierced hands and side, and learned more from his personal teaching. Since his ascension to his Father's side in heaven, Jesus isn't visible to us as a man in our presence. Yet he is here, hidden in the words of Scripture, in the absolution announced by a fellow believer, and in bits of bread and the cup of the wine in the Lord's Supper. He walks with us by his holy word. He cleanses us from sin by the work of his Holy Spirit through the water poured on the heads of little children, whatever their ages might be. Regardless of what the unbelieving world might imagine, there is nothing that can confuse us any longer concerning our end. Jesus watches over us right now, and we will be with him forever when he returns to take us home. 
and thereafter we will rejoice like we have never rejoiced here on earth. No matter how great a day you might have sometime experienced here, it doesn't compare to the joy of being reunited with God in the glory of heaven. St. Paul wrote, This perishable body must put on imperishability, and this mortal body must put on immortality. But once this perishable body has put on imperishability, and this mortal body has put on immortality, then is what is written will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In a little while, we will see him. Amen. We hope that today's meditation on God's Word has enriched you. Divine services are held right here in Bemidji, Minnesota at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Sunday school and adult Bible study is also offered between our Sunday services at 9.15 a.m. Our church services are live-streamed at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings and are available afterwards on our channel, St. Mark Lutheran Church Bemidji. If you're listening or watching this podcast, you are cordially invited to join us in person next week and every week. This is our fourth year producing this podcast, and there is a large archive of devotional material online available if you want to learn more about God and His Word. Visit www.stmarkbemidji.org or look in the show notes in this podcast for a link to this and many other meditations on God. You can also search for St. Mark Bemidji on YouTube to find our channel. If you have any questions or you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website, which is once again, www.stmarkbemidji.org. All scripture readings are taken from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 2011, and are used by permission from Zondervan. Meditation's daily devotional is published by Northwestern Publishing House and is also used by permission. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider subscribing and telling a friend. May God bless the rest of your day. salvation free lasting to eternity